Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We are building up quite a repertoire. We're at episode 144 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. As a matter of fact, when I'm doing my counseling, I'll say, have you listened to the Connecting Faith to Life podcast on? And then I go back, reference it, and give it to them. Well, so that's they can, an easy way to do counseling. I, it is. Just, and I just, say, y'all leave. Listen that's the podcast it. and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> this is the podcast. Go listen. We're done. No, I use but it we as are not saying that this is a counseling podcast. No, it's not. It's if you not. follow all of our advice, you'll be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you, brother. Well, thank just, you so much. Just, well, it's true. I mean, we give some good advice here and there, but. Oh, me. Well, anyway, as you listen to the podcast, do take a few minutes to invite someone to listen. 144. Yeah, 144. Long way. And uh, they've been inviting for 144 episodes because yeah. we continue to grow and it's exciting. I hear more and more people talking about it. It's yeah. great to hear. Yeah. You know, if you're listening today on the day of release, it is uh, this week is is Super Bowl Sunday week. Oh, I get it. That's yeah, what I always yeah. call it. I yeah. always call it Easter For Sunday. For pastors, yeah. Super, Super Bowl Sunday is game on. Uh, mm-hmm. You had heard that long pause as we're thinking well, real hard. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, you, no, ready? I got it because yeah. I call it that actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is you know, every Sunday is important, but it's Super Bowl Sunday this yeah. Sunday. This is when we have the most attended. Most attended. This attendance. is the most attended day in the church, period. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. You ready? Yes, I am uh, much further ahead than we were last year. So you're year prepared for this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm pre- I've been preparing. I actually started preparing two weeks ago, three okay. weeks ago. Okay. So, you know, it's uh, been a process, and I'm glad I started yeah. that. When we got back from Israel, that's basically when I started preparing. There you go. So. We're doing two services this year. Last year, we did three services mm-hmm. on Super Bowl Sunday. That was rough. That, that was not a good idea. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, it worked out. It was fine. It was great. We had a lot of people here, and I was tired when we went home from church that day. <laughs> And it was very, just getting people back and forth to different yeah, services. It was, was crazy. Ordeal, it was but. crazy. So I'm glad we're doing two services this year. So come join us on Super Bowl Sunday, Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the resurrection. Come Amen. 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 Yeah. We all win, right? You hear my wife Super again Bowl. because she's back with us. Yeah. We haven't introduced exact. her yet, but she's gone I'm ahead sorry, and made her I presence known, which I'm very thankful that, that she's made her presence known. And mm-hmm. it is great to have her back. And your wife is here today as well. Miss yes. Kelly's here. So we got two. Wonderful ladies joining us today. Kelly hasn't made her presence known yet, but you can, Miss Kelly. How are you? I am doing well. You're doing and I well. I just have to say this, that when I hear the music start up for the podcast, that is my feel-good music. <laughs> and I look forward to what's She's coming in there. after that. She's in and there. She's listening here. to You're it. on the podcast. So edifying. Yeah, this is, I love yeah, this it. This is great. So, so let, me, um, let me just ask you, uh, you're a regular listener of the podcast. Yes, I am. And I appreciate your regular listening. Um, and, and one of the, uh, the members of this podcast team is your husband. Yes, he is. Um, how do you feel about the jokes I make about his age? <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> because, you know. Because you know he's old. Well, he is who he is to me. <laughs> and we've always said to each other, growing old together is a good thing because I'm growing old. He's but growing he's growing old, old a lot faster than you are. <laughs> we would agree with that. We would definitely agree with that. I have a reason why, but uh, we the bald uh, hair has always always been there. Yeah. But, uh, so when did you go? When did you start going bald, pops? In my twenties. 
Oh, when so I was been, in Africa, yeah. You've been a bald man for a long time. Yeah, I was never Africa. drink the water. Yeah. <laughs> so we do yeah. think it had it, that kind of kick started it. I'm sure I was going bald all along, but uh, Africa sure didn't help. So. Yeah. Well, you you look all right as a bald man. <laughs> well, that better because I'm not wearing a wig. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about a toupee or some? You know. Yeah, my dad always wanted me to do a toupee, <laughs> and there, no joke. Two days before, real? two days, two days before I had my aortic dissection, he's has me in there with a bunch of hair pieces that he wanted me to choose because he's going to buy me one. I said, Dad, don't buy me one because I'm not wearing it. And so we were having this discussion, and then this happened. So thank God we never had to have that discussion. Here's the deal, Trey. I will take you and Kelly out to dinner to the place of your choice. If just one Sunday you'll show up in a toupee. Just one Sunday, wherever you want to go. I don't care the cost. We can go to the, the, the Hall's Chop House. We can go downtown. I, I don't care. Scott will help me pay for it. We will, you, you, you wear a toupee one Sunday, dinner uh, wherever you want to go. I will take yeah. you and your wife out. We'll have a grand old time. One Sunday. I would and like Super Bowl t- Sunday would be a great Sunday to do it. I would like to tell you that's tempting, but it's not. We can, we can celebrate the resurrection of Jesus this week and the resurrection you of your head. see how I'm turning right now? I, I, I mean, that is humiliating. That's embarrassing. But anyway, I think that I would actually do that. Um, anyway. Offers on the table. I, I do. Offers I, on the I table. appreciate it, brother. My, my, but I love In fact, my, if you're listening to reason. the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast and you would like to see Trey in a toupee. Toupee Trey? Send us an email. Send us an email. Connect at NorthwoodBaptist.com. Let us know the dollar amount you're willing to contribute no, to the stop. Trey and a toupee fund. And we will get trained uh, in toupee. I do have an idea. We can do it for our, our uh, you know, uh, Christmas. No, our Chris, yeah, our Christmas uh, video we do. Train in toupee. Yeah, train like in toupee. All right. Better than Cody's Trey. idea. Coming anyway. your way. Well, All right. Uh, let's on get back on stuff. Let, let me say this. Uh, this is what I wanted to share. Uh, you know, we're going to talk, talk about love today. And I really believe that love is probably I do one love of you. I, I love you too, and that's the whole point. It's one of the <laughs> so, most misused so words. That I would take you out to dinner before you pay. <laughs> it's one of the most mis- words, misused words in, in the language that we speak in English. And, uh, you know, I think we tend to think of love in in a warm, mushy sort of way. Mm-hmm. And when we lose that love feeling, that romantic feeling that somehow love has gone from the relationship. Yeah. I've heard that so many times, yeah. you know, as we've counseled. Um but there's so, you know, I, I really believe there's so much more to the kind of love that God wants yeah. us to have. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity we have to examine this this morning yeah. Yeah. and kind of figure out what that means to uh, the Word of God and, of course, to God and how we deal with that. Yeah. So. so just to catch up, if you are listening to the podcast for the first time or if it's been a while, what we've been doing here at Northwood on Wednesdays and Sundays is we've been leading uh, people through just some conversations about marriage from the Bible. Mm-hmm. We've been looking at the different passages Which in Scripture. Which has been excellent, Yeah, it's been good. Way. It's been yeah. fun. We've been looking at the different passages in Scripture that talk about marriage and just trying to dive into some of the issues that are in those passages and help us to think about what it means to have a marriage from a biblical perspective. We've done that on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights, so if you want to listen to those, those are on our website. You can go to uh, northwoodbaptist.com, and under the Resources tab, you should find a Connecting Faith to Life link mm-hmm. or no no connecting faith to family link and yeah, we got so many connecting family. things i can't keep them straight a connecting faith to family link and the, the, just those, think family just think family and those yeah. um those um audio recordings are there also our northwood app you can download on your phone you can find those recordings there if you want to listen and catch up with what we've been mm-hmm. talking about and it's been interesting it's been good to, for me just to kind of go back through those passages and think through them and and to teach about them it's, it's been a lot of fun uh but we looked a few weeks ago at um the idea of love, mm-hmm. love in marriage. And we, we didn't look on that particular night we did that teaching. We didn't necessarily look at a passage that dealt with marriage 
but we did look at a passage that dealt with love. Mm. It's a passage that's used a lot at wedding ceremonies, but it wasn't written for a wedding ceremony. And, and most of you who are listening, you know the passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. There is no more famous passage mm-hmm. on love than 1 Corinthians 13. And it's a beautiful passage. And, and so rightly so, we have it read at weddings and things like that. But it wasn't meant for a wedding. It was meant to rebuke people, right? <laughs> Paul, was, Paul was upset with the church of Corinth because they didn't have love. And so, you know, he had already called them earlier in the letter. He called them, you know, spiritually immature. He called them envious and all kinds of things. I mean, in a very loving way, he called them those things. He wasn't being mean about it. <laughs> in the love of Jesus. In, in the love of Jesus. But, but that, so, so he was cry, trying to help them to think, think okay, here, love is not envious. You know, love is, mm-hmm. love is not impatient. Rather, it's patient, right? Love, love is not unkind. You've been unkind to each other. Love is kind. And so, so he was giving them a rebuke, um, for their unloving ways. Mm-hmm. And so we talked through that and just started to think about, you know, this idea of love. What is love? And, and you know, when we think about love, um, I mean, I think especially, you know, if you are, you know, in those early stages of romance, you think about all the feelings that are associated with love. And, and those are good, right? It's mm-hmm. good to enjoy those feelings of love and romance and all those kind of things. But, but you know, Trey, you and Kelly, y'all been married how long? This year will be 40 years. 40 years. That's a long time, Kelly. It is a long time long time with an old man. <laughs> I wasn't always old. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. That's funny how that works. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure that over 40 years, your love has grown, right? Oh, oh definitely. You, there is no doubt. But but as that love has grown, it, it probably looks a little bit different than it did 40 years ago. I, I mean, when you stood before your husband on that, that day and you said your vows, you loved him. Mm-hmm. But love has changed, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. It's much deeper more mature mm-hmm. and less selfish, yeah. I think, yeah. on, on each of our, our part and learning how to live with one another. I think we have to live with one another in an understanding way, both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to understand when somebody says something, you know, what does that mean? But we also know their personality and how it goes with it. And so you kind of, you kind of know when to back off, when to go forward. And you learn that over time. Yeah. So, you know, he's loud in the morning and I'm not. Very loud. So, we have some similarities there, Pops. <laughs> so I have to, you know, when he's like this, and I'm just like trying to, mm-hmm, okay, okay. But I'm not real good at responding back right. to him. But I try to let him talk. That's who he is. And I married him that way. <laughs> I married him from the get-go. He's a talker. He's a communicator. And we know he's that. He's a communicator. So um, we have to... We have to understand that. So I think even you know over the forty years, I've gotten better about understanding that about mm-hmm. him. Yeah, and letting him be who he is, and not trying to change him. But there that. are mornings that she does say, "You are so loud this morning." <laughs> <laughs> she does say that still. Yeah, I have but, but I probably am <laughs> way yeah, too loud. Yeah. So. yeah, but but the idea that that over time that that love it deepens, it mm-hmm. matures, mm-hmm. and and all those kinds of things. And and what we talked about you know a few weeks ago was this idea that that. Every one of us would say, if we're married, that I love my spouse, or at least I hope we would say that. And I know that some of us are, you know, ex- have experienced some marital issues where we didn't feel like we loved them, like, or whatever the case may be. I get all that, but we would all say that we love our spouse, right? But what we talked about a few weeks ago was this idea of self-love. Mm. That that who you really love a lot of times is yourself. That's right. Mm. You know, and and how that self-love is evidence in our marriages in a lot of ways. Anytime in our marriage that we insist on our own way mm. 
and we uh, refuse to listen to the other person and their needs and how we can serve them and minister to them, but, but yet we're insisting on our own way, that is demonstrating self-love rather than actual love for our spouse, mm-hmm. right? I and agree. So, so I, I think, and I'm not a counselor or an expert in marriage. I think I'm, we've been married 14 years. That's, I think I'm getting pretty good at it. That's good too. Yeah. But, 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 you know, I, I think, um, that, that a lot of our marital issues, they really do stem from, from self-love. I'm just not willing to bend in this area. Mm-hmm. I'm going to insist on my own way. I want what I want and you can't stop me from getting what I want. Anytime you're having those kinds of thoughts or making those kinds of statements, that is evidence that you love yourself more than you love your spouse. And so, so learning to love, it really is learning how to crucify self and put the needs of someone else above your own. And that is such a biblical principle, you yeah. know, uh, to, to, and of course God designed marriage. So obviously he, he's going to support marriage with these type things yeah. where, where we crucify ourselves to live for others. Our wife being of course primary to yeah. that. Yeah, and we talked about how ultimately Jesus is the ultimate example of love mm. because he loves us, right, when we're undeserving. Because we in, in marriage, we've all been undeserving of receiving love. We've said something or whatever was so the case true. may be. And he loves us when we're undeserving, and he loves us even when that love is not reciprocated. Mm. And there have been times in your marriage that that perhaps you did something to show love to your spouse. I mean, this is the best thing ever. I'm, I'm going to just impress her. Like, I'm... I don't know what it might be, uh, but you, you you do something to show that love, and then that you don't get the response mm-hmm. that you thought you should get because of the way that you showed that love. It's not reciprocated. And just think about all the times that Jesus demonstrates love to us, and we don't reciprocate that love. And so, so real love is what Jesus has done for us. Just He has loved us unconditionally, committed to us, uh, in spite of us not deserving that love and in spite of us not reciprocating that mm-hmm. love from time to time, you see? And so just understanding that in the context of marriage, this is what love looks like, is a love that looks like uh, how Christ loves. Um, so, yeah. So, 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 ladies, when you think about marriage, from, from your perspective, what helps us within our marriages to sustain that kind of love? You're looking at each other like somebody's going to answer, but don't know who's going to go. So the way Trey and I do this, we just talk over each other. Yeah, just talk. Just over talk each over each other. other, and that's how it works. Stacy, we do want to hear from you though. <laughs> okay. So, so that that means you're on the spot. What's the question? <laughs> so, again, the question, please. Oh my goodness, my goodness, dear. Kelly might have something ready to say. No. So we're thinking about the idea of, of love and just from uh, you know, the, the, the wise perspective, how do we cultivate this kind of selfless Christ-like love within marriage? Because it's hard. It's a challenge. And so what do we do to, to, to develop this type of love in marriage? Well, if we're trying to exhibit Christ-like characters, we need to know Christ better and better. Mm-hmm. I think that making sure that our spiritual walk is being fed and nurtured, then the outpouring of that, the outflow naturally is to be able to treat others in a more Christ-like manner. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what comes to mind 
Yeah. So we're always talking about how, how if you want to fix the horizontal relationships, any relationship, whether it's my relationship with Trey, my relationship with my wife, or my relationship with my friends, or my kids, uh, you, you always work on the vertical first, right? So you work on your relationship with Christ, because the more you understand the love of Christ, mm-hmm. the more you're going to be able to give that love to other people, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, it's just walking in that love and knowing what Christ has done for you and seeing how he loves you. That that eventually is going to overflow from you when you're walking in it, right? What else do you think? Just some more practical ways that we begin to exhibit that type of love within our marriages. Depending on how people feel about what makes them feel loved, I like to, you know, to serve, you know, one another. And there are things that I do for Trey that, you know, like in the morning I fix his tea, I fix his coffee every morning. I mean, religiously, it's sitting there, it's, it's waiting on him. What time do you get up in the morning? Five. Oh, Thank you. Like me. What time mm-hmm. do you give in the morning, Pops? I'm, I'm a late sleeper. I sleep till six. Well, Stacy fixes the coffee just yeah. the night before. Right. That's right. awesome. That's a great <laughs> idea. She puts in the coffee pot, sets it, and all. So when, it's, when I get up, it's there. It's ready. Yeah, it's, there so you go. That's a good idea. There you go. There she's you go. Got it ready yeah, for you. yeah. I don't so even know how much, to, I don't even know how to make coffee. And, and, you know, sometimes we do put our husbands in that position that they don't really know what to do for themselves. If they leave, but anyway. <laughs> There's just simple, I, sometimes I think it's the little things that we constantly yeah, do yeah. that lets them know, you know, that we, that we love them. Like on Sunday morning, I get his clothes out, laid on the bed, make sure everything's there. So it's just kind of like one, two, three, get your clothes on, you're ready to go. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. I did for my kids, yeah. you know. Because yeah, <laughs> I, I am a kid. But, but I'm thinking so. about your story, right? And, and, and just the, the, the health issues that Trey went through years ago mm-hmm. and how you had to love him in a very specific way. Mm-hmm to get him through those times. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and even now, you know, um, you know, straight Trey still has some, some lasting effects because right. of those things, you know, uh, um, uh, you're not going to run a marathon or anything like that. Nope. Um, uh, so, so, so how, how did that event change the way that you showed love to Trey and how did you guys grow through that? The first thing that I had to learn about his whole situation is that I had to wait for him to ask me for help. Mm. He says, because if you let me ask you for help, it, it strengthens him and it makes him feel like he's still in control of his life. But if I come along and start doing everything for him, then he feels like he has no control. So I had to learn not to automatically be his mother because I'm not his mother, but I had to be his, his, um, I, I was his helper, still am his helper, but with him leading, yeah. So knowing mm. what to do, what not to do, and just like whenever he would trip and fall, especially at the beginning when he was learning to walk again, I had to keep my hands off. If yeah. I could steady him, that was okay. But if he fell to the ground, I just, I sat there and I watched him. When he asked me for help, I would help him. And everybody yeah. thought she was so mean. Yeah. yeah because. No, we, really. I mean, because they're all grabbing me and trying to pick me up and it hurts to be picked up. It hurts like crazy. She understands that everybody else doesn't. Mm-hmm. And when I trip, I'm not falling and busting my face open. I mean, I'm just. You know, it's, it's not that type of a fall, but, but those are the little, got to get back up from those are the little things yeah. that really matter. Yeah, so yeah. I had to watch him and learn from him what to do to help him, what is helpful and what is not helpful. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. like you got to make this little list in your head. I had to become more assertive because mm-hmm. he was always the leader yeah. and I walked with him. Yeah. But then sometimes I had to be assertive and stand up for him and make a way for him where right. he usually made the way for me. I had to make the way for him, which is not my nature. Mm. My nature yeah. is not to do that. But sometimes when things happen in life and in your marriage, you have to take on a little bit different role 
and you have to be ready for that, and you have to learn and research. And, and Trey and I had many, many deep conversations still to this day when there's certain issues that come up in his life. I said, you know, we are thankful that you are here. We're thankful that you can walk. And there's we have a list of things we go through that we are thankful for when life is difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and that's, I think it's really good, Kelly, because you think about love and the essence of love is, is, you know, I'm going to serve you, right? I'm giving my life for you. I'm going to serve you. You know, Christ served us by going to the cross and dying our place and rising again. And when we think of service, right, we think about the physical, we think about, um, having the cup of coffee ready or all those little things that, that demonstrate service that mm-hmm. show you care. But when Trey went through that issue, it, it, it was that, it was those service, you know, helping him to learn how to walk again and helping him this and that. I'm sure helping him get in and out of the shower or whatever it was, all yeah. those things that were necessary. But at the same time, it was it was learning how to serve him spiritually and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Because because you're trying to figure out, you were trying to figure out, okay, how do I how do I live as a man, right, that mm-hmm. that leads, that wants to lead my family. Yeah. But at the same time, I've got this debilitating issue where I can't lead in the same way that I used to. Mm-hmm. And so having to learn there how to love, right, mm-hmm. through those physical acts, but also love emotionally. And so to come alongside of him and, and help him to remember, hey, you are still the leader. I just got to help you in these ways. And just mm-hmm. a beautiful example, right, of, of of what marriage is from God's design in Genesis chapter 2, that, that we are uh, created to help each other. Mm-hmm. And that help might look different in different periods of life. And that is very true. And yeah. I think we have to be willing to to learn, to be flexible, and not to think that we know the answer. Yeah. Like, I do not know all the answers to the issues that he has or problems that come up in his life. Though I'm a fixer. Yeah. I want to fix things. Yeah. I can't always fix it. And so sometimes he says something to me, and I'll say, well, you could da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah. So I learn at times to back off and let him say what he wants to say and me not try to fix everything. Yeah. Well, so, my, my first word is always no. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You want a blanket? No. You want some tea? No. It's always no. And I don't know where that came from. I think it has to do with what's going on. So I have had to learn not to be so stubborn. Yeah. You know, I'm so stubborn. I want what I want when I want it. And I don't what I don't want when I don't want it. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to stop and and so I'll say no now, and I'll say, I don't know why I even said no. Right. You know, I want a blanket, actually, or whatever <laughs> it is, you know. Yeah. So it, there's just all those is the give and the take of, of true love. And, I, you know, to, to you know, there was a time when, we, when I first got out of the hospital, I just told her to leave me. I said, leave me. I'll go live with my mom and dad. Just leave mm. me. Mm. And she had to, she then had to be assertive. And yeah. she didn't use the word shut up because she never does. But her words were very basically... Don't ever say that again, ever. Mm, mm. And I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there were that too was there. So that was love. That was that tough love telling me, you, you know, this is not how we respond. This is not how we act. Yeah. And again, you think about love and the essence of love it is serving one another. But that essence of love is commitment. That no matter what, and that those were the the, the marriage vows, mm-hmm. right? That for better or for worse, I'm with you. And you think about that situation you guys went through. That was your worst. Mm. I mean, you 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 almost lost your life. God yeah. did a supernatural work of healing in you and has brought you to the point where He has you. But all those things that that happen, the the, the physical yeah. rehabilitation, the emotional and spirit. I mean, I'm sure. Um, you know, that when you went through that season, there was this season of probably depression and just downtroddenness, trying to figure it out and, and having a wife that, that, you know, since the depression and said, okay, I'm staying, Mm -hmm. I'm committed. 
no matter what, I'm with you, right? Yeah. And I know that that you have that story, and I'm sure there are others listening who yeah, who've walked with spouses yes. through some very uh, trying times of physical disability where, you know, I'm going to stay by the vows. I'm committed to you. And that's what love is. It's, it is. I'm not walking out. I'm going to continue to serve you, even if it's of great inconvenience to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that during that season, Kelly, there were some moments of great inconvenience to you because you didn't know that was, neither one of you knew that was coming, mm-hmm. but both of you, not one of you, both of you had to completely readjust your lives to walk through that season. Mm-hmm. And our children. Absolutely. Our four children also had to see their dad in a different way. And where the boys were very used to dad roughhousing with them and and playing football with them and go-kart, you know, riding and all this, it suddenly changed. And we say that in 15 seconds, our life changed for the rest of our life. And the children learning how to love, continue, they always love their dad. But to see sometimes love looks a little different um, with dad when in the position that he was in, but the family love, the family yeah. unit had to stay strong. And I was homeschooling three of my kids at the time. Ivy was in his freshman year of college and it was just a, a huge shift for our family. Mm. But I think when you cultivate your love for years and years, you can, with God's help say, I will get through this and it's going to be hard. And we did like three years of physical therapy with him. Mm. Um, but you stick with it in the hard times and, and you pray and people come around you. That's where you need your community. You need your church. Yes, amen. You, you need ladies. You, you need the men to, to come alongside him. Mm-hmm. So community is huge. And I think marriages cannot just think that they are existing in themselves. They, they have a community that helps them. Yeah, along. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Stacy, obviously our story isn't their story. Neither one of us have gone through a physical trying time like they've gone through. And, and, you know, I think for us on this side, we, that might happen someday. Who knows? We don't know what the Lord has in store, right? We don't know what life is going to bring. Uh, so I know a story like Trey and Kelly's is encouraging to hear. Um, uh, but, but, but you think about a marriage where those things aren't the norm, where we have not been forced into that kind of life where, you know, I have to adjust everything to take care of you or you have to adjust everything to take care of me. What do you think is the key to sustaining love in, in just the normal everyday life where things are kind of rocking and rolling along and, you know, there's, there's not that big, you know, catastrophic event or that, that tests our love, but it's just the day-to-day mm-hmm. routines. What, what sustains that commitment through the day-to-day routines? Well, I'm, I'm listening to Kelly talk about community, and I think um, surrounding ourselves with people at times, uh, well, just in our going about the community of being in the body of Christ, but when we hear stories like that, allowing them to be an encouragement, to be something that um, the Lord uses to direct us towards you know, they can, they can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do this, yeah. um, you know, and, and being transparent with um, other believers about struggles and, and knowing that you're not alone in those things that um, seem to be a challenge and watching and hearing stories of other people who have gone through yeah. really difficult things make you grateful that yeah. your situation is different and 
if they can do that, we can do that. Yeah, because because my assumption would be, and I don't have scientific research or a psychological research to back this up, but my assumption would be that when a couple goes through something like you did, right, that that it in a lot of ways strengthens the love, because you, you are you are in a lot of ways. I mean, he just went through a debilitating, you know, issue, regardless of what marital issues might have been in the picture at that point. I bet you none of those things really mattered. Your, your goal then was, I just want to see him better. I can tell you that the day, you know, he was getting ready to preach when all this happened yeah. to him. It was a Sunday afternoon, in, or Sunday morning, actually. And God had it so that a lot of churches found out immediately what happened to him. And at their 11 o'clock service, they're praying for him. We had like 100 people come to the waiting room. But I'll tell you that right then in life, nothing else yeah. mattered. Yeah. Nothing else mattered but what was going on with him and, and in communion with God. Because yeah. I remember getting on an elevator by myself. I'd just gone up to the OR when they were taking him. They let me go that far, and I had to drop off from him, and I got in an elevator, and I, and I just prayed. I said, dear God. I said, dear God, I'm not ready to be a widow. I'm mm. not ready to be a widow. Mm. And um, the doors opened, and there's, there's my dad mm. standing there, you know. So yeah. I went and, you know, talked to my dad, gave my dad a hug. Um, and then we came to the waiting room. But I can just say that when I was at the hospital for days before I ever got to go home, when I went home and I walked into my house, you know, we were living in Mount Pleasant at the time, and I just looked at the physical things around me. They didn't matter. Yeah. Just didn't yeah. matter. You know, were so many people out trying to fix up their house and buy this and do that, whatever. I'm just like, that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is is your family relationship to God. Those are real yeah. things. Yeah. Real. Yeah. And so it, the real became real to me at that point. Yeah. And that's, that's I think that's the, the point is those, those catastrophic, life-changing moments help us to really know what matters in life and, and, and your commitment, I am sure when Trey went through that time, it went into overdrive. Mm. Right. But, but what I'm saying is that on the other side of that, you know, what, what, what causes marriages sometimes to have those issues aren't the catastrophic. The catastrophic, I think a lot of ways puts our eyes on what's most important. What causes marriages to have problems is learning how to walk or not being able to walk well in the daily mundane things of life. We take for granted our spouse. We take for granted yeah. the gift that God has given us. We take for granted the love that we, we have for each other. And so, so just thinking through, okay, in, in the day-to-day routine, how do I sustain that love in the day-to-day routine? How do I continue to have that commitment and, and, and not let my heart wander or not mm-hmm. let the, uh, the, 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 the little offenses that come up get on my nerves or where the case may be. You see what I'm saying? Because I, I think what happened in your marriage is that catastrophic. I mean, you already had that loving commitment there, obviously, mm-hmm. but that, that catastrophic just, it helped to kind of reshape that love a bit, right? Where in a, a marriage like Stacy and I share, right, where we have not experienced the catastrophic, right, is that constant putting our attention on, okay, in the day-to-day grind, I can't take for granted the gift that God has given me my spouse. Amen. And I've got to find ways to serve and express that service. And sometimes I do it well. Sometimes I don't do it well. I get all that, but I got to find ways to express that. So she knows that I'm committed and, and she has to do the same thing to know. So I know that man, she's committed uh, in this life as well. Right, dear? What, what would you say to those things? I concur. That's yeah, good. I, I'm glad you concur. That, that was a, man, that's and, awesome. I also think that, you know, uh, we spell love in, yeah. in a relationship, T-I-M-E. Yeah. And spending time with one another yeah. and, and carving out time, you know, we as pastors, yeah. we always have those, 
you know, things we've got to do. Yeah. And you have to say, but my wife is important too. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. She is of utmost importance. And so I found over the years that, uh, you know, I was so proud of myself for being a promise keeper is what I told my wife one time. And she said, yeah, you, you, you keep your promises to everybody, but your family. Oh yeah. So Stacy's never said that, but I'm sure you've thought that haven't you dear. She's not going to say that online, <laughs> but, but, but really, you know, the truth is, it is, is, is it's a challenge, you know, isn't it? It is. It is a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we've, it's we've, a unique challenge. It is. Yeah. And, and every, every, you know, life is busy in general. That's for sure. For, for, for everybody. Everyone. For everyone. But you know, that, that, that trying to serve people and then at the same time trying to serve your family, that's been, that's been a challenge for me, hasn't it, dear? Yes, it has. <laughs> well, but the thing is, um, oftentimes Right. When you're someone who gives everything to whatever it is you're doing at that moment, by the time you're done with whatever that task is, you're done. Whatever, yes, you're done. And so then when you're done and then it's time to come home or to be with the family, then there's not as much left to give. Yeah. And so that is a, a unique, um, lots of people have jobs that require that kind of yeah, I think about Input. police officers or right. so it's paramedics. Not I mean, that's a, yeah. In the broad spectrum, but um, it's unique in that you're always on call. Yeah, yeah. Right, like a doctor, like a police officer, like those who are 24-7 you have access to. And so um, that can be a challenge that other people don't necessarily understand. They think, oh, well, you know, you should be available 24-7 for every need that I have. And that's one of the the things that drew me to you initially Mm -hmm. was how you were ready to respond and be available and to love on and to encourage whenever it was needed. I think one of our first dates, I left. Wasn't a date. Yeah, I left (laughs) because there was a ministry that came up because I was already pastoring when we dated. Right. Yeah. And there was an emergency that came up and was like, see ya, gotta go. Wow. No, actually, we went together. (laughs) Did we? Yeah. Wow, that's Um, awesome. You sat in the car? I sat in the car at the hospital hospital parking lot. Okay, okay, okay. Because it was a tragedy that had happened. And that was, when I said that, that was what I was thinking about. One of the first things that, that I knew this guy could be committed enough to these people he can be committed to me. Mm-hmm. And so that, and in previous life, that had not been what I had witnessed in other people. So that was one of the things that drew me to you, but it can also be on the flip side. One of the things that you have to work out a little bit yeah. more. To yeah. Set Cause I have to be time. aware of that. And sometimes I'm more aware than others about my need to be present at home in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I am, I'm tired and well, anybody who works, you come home tired and all those kind of things. Yeah. Stacy's tired too, because she's had a full day chasing the kids around. I mean, it's, we're all exhausted. Right. And, uh, but, but I know that, that Stacy has done a good job of serving me in our marriage by just understanding the role. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's not been a time in our almost 14 years of marriage where she has said, you know, you shouldn't go out and make that visit or you shouldn't make that call. Or she, she has been very gracious in allowing me the time mm-hmm. to minister to those needs when they arise, you know, and I think that's been a unique way that she has served me in our marriage is letting me, um, never making me feel 
guilty or bad about pursuing the calling of God on my life. But at the same time, I have to be careful. I can't, yeah. I can't abuse that grace. You know what I'm saying? I do. That, that I have to make sure that uh, I'm doing my best to give my wife and my kids the time from, 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 from daddy, the time from uh, her husband that, that she is, is worthy of. Right. And so, so, so that's the thing too, right. And is, is that when you think about love, um, there is that commitment. And, and if you have a spouse that's committed to you, you have a gift from God, right? Trey had a gift from God in you because of your commitment to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a gift in Stacy because of her commitment to me. I don't want to take advantage of that gift that God has given me. And I know Trey, you don't want to take advantage of that gift that God has given you. And so just understanding, you know, when, what, what, what should happen in marriage is that when you know that gift that God has given you of a, of a spouse that's committed to you, no matter what, that, that you do to the best of your ability, you reciprocate that commitment and you understand the way that your spouse has sacrificed. And, and then you likewise make sacrifices to me because we have different needs, right? And I, I know that my wife needs time and conversation and, and all those kinds of things. And I'm always working to improve those things. And, uh, if she would try to have conversation with me another time besides when we're going to bed, that'd be helpful. But you know, that's when the kids are down. I mean, I'm, I'm falling asleep then, but anyway, but yeah, I know those things. And so just being, being sensitive to those needs, because I know that she's very sensitive and that's it. That what, that's what marriage is. It, yeah. it is finding those ways to express love by serving each other Amen. in the good times and in the bad times. Amen. We've got a little bit long day, but I think all that was good. Yeah. And we, the good news is we have another, uh, episode we're going to do yeah. uh, next week. Wives. Next week we're going to use the, uh, wives and their, Infinite wisdom on infinite. how to love one another. Kelly, you in have our infinite marriage. wisdom. Stacy, you got infinite wisdom as well. Thank you. <laughs> because they have access always, to the Word of God. There you that's go. That's it. So there you yeah. go. Well, I'm, I am thankful. We've, we've got two wise ladies sitting Amen. in the same with us, Amen. and I always talk about. I always talk about both of you guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm partial to my wife, obviously, Kelly, because she's my wife, but she's that's a okay. she's a woman of much wisdom, and you are too. And I'm very thankful at our church that that we have. Not just Kelly and Stacy, but all yeah, the pastors' wives just have a lot of wisdom. We they are do. blessed with that. I mean, I think Amen. about. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, Jenny or Savannah or Heather, Heather, or, yeah. or I, mean, I think about, especially like Savannah and, and, and Heather, I mean, they're so young, yeah, right. They're both still in their twenties and I mean, I have so much wisdom and, and Jenny has a unique perspective on life with, mm-hmm. with Randy. And I mean, just, <laughs> that yeah, would give you a, a lot of wisdom. Yeah. To be married to Randy, I mean, you got a unique perspective, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need to get Jenny in here Right. We, we do, but we've got a, we've got a great team of, of pastors and pastor's wives. And, and man, I think if you are someone who, who needs some wisdom and you go to our pastor's wives, if you're, if you're a lady listening and you're part of our church, we've got some pastor's wives who would love to sit down and talk with you and give you some wisdom. They've got Amen. it. Amen. Amen. The well, word of God has it. That's true. Amen. But you guys speak the word of God well Amen. into lives people. Amen. Well, Pastor, thank you so much for uh, bringing this together today. And uh, why don't you get us ready for next week? I hope this has been helpful for you and an encouragement to you. And if it has, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.